Welcome to the Gold Medal Mindset. I'm your host, Brenna Huckabee. I am a two-time Paralympic gold medalist snowboarder, teaching you all the mindset tools, hacks, and lessons to get you from where you are to achieving your gold medal dreams. Let me help you tap into your fullest potential to make your gold medal a reality. Let's dive in. Hey guys, it's me, Brenna Huckabee, and I am here with another episode, and this time it is on my mental health journey. It's May, and May is the month of mental health, so Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm so inspired by other athletes and other influential people that I look up to who are coming forward with their mental health journeys and their stories, and as somebody who is so into mindset and personal development, there's a key component to that, which is healing your mental health, and so I wanted to share my story of when I wasn't necessarily in optimal mental health. However, I was still performing on the outside, so you wouldn't have known that. Before I get started, I also wanted to just shed light on this fact that um, I live in a bubble. The people in my life are all things mental health. We share, we talk, we understand the value and connection and, and just getting rid of and demystifying mental health struggles. However, this year I have learned that's not the case everywhere. There are still so many people who are ashamed of their mental health or are uncomfortable with sharing mental health problems and stories. And I don't want that to be something that happens on my profile. And so today I just wanted to shed light on my story with mental health, destigmatize, demystify what that looks like, and also prove that you can be the top of your game and still be crumbling in the inside, which isn't saying that you should be. I'm just saying it can happen. And so basically don't judge a book by its cover. So in order to really tell this story, I have to go back to 2016. 2016 was a really great year for me. I was on my way of achieving all things snowboarding. I was living part-time at the Olympic and Paralympic Training Center in Colorado Springs and the other time in Utah with my super cute boyfriend. And this year I was finally feeling so physically strong, so capable. I was working a job that I adored. I was feeling on top of the world. And then that winter I found out that I was five months pregnant. And being pregnant and finding out that I was pregnant at 19, while was not optimal and not the right time that I would love something like that to happen, um, I was super blessed because I had been told by multiple doctors that I was infertile, that the chances of having children was less than 15% every year after it would decrease. I was also on birth control. And so the fact that this baby came really showed me that like, holy cow, it's meant to be. And so I knew that I was going to be a mother and I was going to care for this child, however that looked. At the time, I didn't want to go back to snowboarding because I didn't see other mothers in professional sport. This was before there were so many um professional athletes and moms coming forward and talking about their journey. And so it just didn't seem possible. After a long talk with my mom, though, I decided 
that's bullshit and mothers can be working mothers and professional athletes and I wanted to prove that. And so that is why I went back to sport. However, when I made the decision to go back to sport, I told myself that if I was going to be leaving my family, if I was going to be missing out on moments of my daughter, it better be damn worth it. I was going to be the best at what I do. I was going to win everything and I was going to be the best at for just freaking snowboarding. Like that was my goal, my passion. Like I wanted nothing more because it needed to be worth leaving that little girl. And so I put so much pressure on myself that I was so wrapped up in achieving and not wrapped up in living. I allowed myself to just completely <laughs> self-sabotage in the sense that if I wasn't working at 110% constantly, then I wasn't good enough. I wasn't worthy and I was letting my daughter down. So this brings me to 2017, the end. And I was coming into this season as the reigning world champion. I was winning most events that I had enrolled in and I was feeling very confident in my ability to reach my goal for the 2018 Paralympic Games. However, there was a lot going on in my personal life. And like I had said, I had put my worth into my achievement. So I was constantly stressed, constantly worried that if I didn't do what I had set out to do times a thousand, then I was not worthy and deserving and capable of achieving my goal. And so this led me to go blind. This led me to develop a cyst on my leg. This led me um, to have nodules down my leg. I had the most intense nerve pain of my life. I had this um, stomach intolerance where I couldn't eat dairy, not even like traces of butter. My body was literally shutting down because of the amount of stress I put on myself. I'm serious. Every single doctor that I saw, they told me it was idiopathic. We don't know why it's happening. We don't know what's causing all of these issues. All of these, I mean, I was tested for autoimmune diseases and literally nothing was conclusive. And so 2017 came and went and it was time to qualify for the Paralympic Games. A lot of my health issues had started to clear up, thank goodness, except for the cyst on my leg. 2017 and 18 was one of the one of the toughest years of my life, which is insane because when you look in, you see success and awards and Sports Illustrated and magazine covers and all of these amazing things. And so when you're looking in, you're, you're probably thinking like, oh, yeah, she's got her shit together. She's going to go to the Paralympics. It's going to be amazing. However, I was crumbling. Every single day was a hurdle to get out of bed, a hurdle to to put a smile on my face and feel like everything was okay. When I look back on that time, I have lack of memories because I was so stressed and my body was constantly in fight or flight that I couldn't enjoy the moments and I can't even freaking remember them. How worth it is that? It's not. And so my first race back, or not back, but my first race gearing up for the Paralympics to qualify, I ended up breaking my hip. I remember feeling laying in the snow, screaming that my career was over and everything I worked for was over and that it wasn't worth it. And I just remember being in this place of like, oh my God, if everything were to end tomorrow, this has been the worst experience of my life. 
Like I have beat myself up over and over and over again. And if it were all to go away and I weren't, I didn't meet my goal. I didn't do what I set out to do. Not only would I have been a failure in my eyes, but literally the last few years of my life was wasted. And you would think that would have been my eye opener to be like, oh my God, things need to change. But it wasn't because I believed that my stress and my pain and my anxiety, I believed that that was what made me a great athlete. And so I held on to it. I raced five days later after breaking my hip. I got a third place medal and a fourth place. And or maybe it was the first. I don't remember. But I remember getting a fourth place right after breaking my prosthetic on top of breaking my hip. And that put me in a further downward spiral because I basically validated all of the negative feelings that I had about myself and how I wasn't good enough and how all of this wasn't worth it. And I told myself because I didn't qualify at that race to go to the Paralympics, my future was over and I wasn't going to do what I had set out to do. Fast forward for the rest of the season, I ended up qualifying. It was awful. (laughs) You know, it's funny because one of the, I guess, ticks or rituals that I have is I smile in the gate and remind myself to have fun. However, I don't think any point or part of my journey back in 2017, 2018 was fun. Beyond snowboarding, there were people, toxic people in my life that I was allowing to I guess, also validate how I felt about myself. I was allowing them into my field, in my circle, and saying that what you think of me and what you say about me is true, and I believe it, and I'm going to beat myself up over it. So I go to the Paralympics. Thank goodness I made it. And I had put so much pressure on myself that I, if I didn't get, if I didn't leave the Paralympics with two gold medals, I was unworthy my future was over. My family's going to starve. My everything that I had worked for was not worth it. I had believed that if I didn't win, then I was nothing and I was nobody. So at the Paralympic Games, I choked because who is going to go into the biggest competition of their life feeling already like you're unworthy, undeserving, incapable and do well? Who's going to show up and be confident in themselves? No one. That's absolutely insane. (laughs) And so when I went to the games, I absolutely choked. And in time trials, which is the race that you do by yourself to get a time, and it tells you if you're going to race against other people, I fell twice. I barely qualified into races by fractions of a second. That meant that I raced my biggest and toughest rival first. And... I was petrified. I was like, oh my God, I freaking blew it. I broke, also, I broke my snowboard at the same, uh, during all of this. So I was like, oh my God, now I have a broken snowboard on top of my mental game. And I remember standing in the gate about to drop for my first race against the, my biggest rival. And I reminded myself why I started this crazy journey in the first place, which was for my daughter. And at the time it was to show my daughter that no matter what happens in life, you can live a life worth fighting for, a life that's great, a life that you desire. And so in the gate, I said for Lila, I pulled out and I ended up winning. And here's the thing. 
when I crossed that finish line and I won my gold medal, my first gold medal, and I finally did it, I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel happiness. What I felt was relief. I felt like, oh my God, thank God. I'm not, a, I'm not a disaster. I'm not incapable. I'm not awful. I didn't feel happy. I didn't want to celebrate. I was uncomfortable when people congratulated me because to me, it was something I had to do in order to feel good enough to even be alive. For me, it was something that like was just the next step in proving myself worthy of my existence on this planet. And the same thing goes for when I won the next race. It wasn't a big celebration for me. Obviously, it was exciting because I did what I set out to do, but I was so broken inside that I couldn't celebrate the way that people would expect you to. And so I would love to say that like all of this pain and all of this anxiety and all of the, all of the things that I dealt with was directly related to sport, but it wasn't. There's a lot of childhood trauma I needed to, to heal. There was a lot of limiting beliefs from my childhood, from my adolescence that I needed to, to work through. There was a lot of, I guess, just seeing my value and seeing my worth and self-love and body positivity at the time. There was just so much that I needed to just see within myself and understand that achievements don't define you. Just as much as failures don't define you, I always say that in my life. I'm like, Tristan, sorry, Tristan's my husband. I'm like, your failure doesn't define you. Your failure is just something that happens and you adapt and you reroute it and you try again. And it should be the same with achievements. It doesn't tell you, achievements don't tell you whether or not you're worthy, whether or not you deserve the best. You do because you're here and your experiences do. And I also wanted to add like, my anxiety, it didn't serve me. I believed that my anxiety was my superpower. I believed that being high functioning anxious was what propelled me in sport, which is what gave me my edge, which was what gave me the ability to turn it on. But the truth is, is it was not serving me. It was hurting me. It was not helping. And so if you're, you know, one of those people who are, you know, highly high achievement, like, high performance and you believe that your mental illness is a tool, I hate to break it to you, but maybe it's time to dig a little deeper and what that tool is really doing for you. And is it really serving you or is it a little broken and you can treat it in for a better one? And that is what I've realized in my journey. So after the Paralympic games, I began going to therapy and I, I, let me pause here because I've gone to see therapists before through working through situational depression and situational anxieties and bullying and amputation. I had seen therapists before and it was really good for getting me through the surface level issues, but I knew that there was something else I needed. I knew I needed therapy to get into the deep rooted pain that I was dealing with. And so I sought a therapist to really help me. I remember walking into her office the first time, first time meeting her. And I sat down and I just started bawling. And I said, I have a pain deep inside my gut, deep inside my chest. And I don't know why. I don't know what's causing it, but I don't want to live with it anymore. And from that moment, I was able to piece together all of the, the issues and put words to what I was feeling during 
2017 through 2018. You know, at the time, I didn't know that this is what was going on. At the time, I couldn't eloquently tell you how I, what I was dealing with and how I got through it. At the time, I couldn't put a definition to what was going on. But through therapy, through healing, I'm able to look back and say, whoa, that was some hard stuff. I feel like words don't do it justice for how freaking rough it was. I mean, you have to think in order to manifest illness all over your body, you have to be in a pretty tough place mentally. And, and I was, and I, like I said, how, how is that a superpower that it's causing literal diseases all over my body? How is that a superpower? (laughs) And so through healing and through working with a therapist, I've been able to come out on the other side and understand that life isn't about achievements. Life isn't about going from achieving one goal to achieving another goal to achieving another. It's about the process and the plan in between. And goals to me are very important. Obviously, this is called Gold Medal Goals Podcast or Gold Medal Mindset. And so obviously goals is something that is super, super important to me because I believe in order to continue to have purpose and fuel your purpose, you have to know where you're going and you have to know what your your purpose and your passion is. And, And it doesn't have to be purposefully driven. However, like for myself, it is. And without that goal, I wouldn't have direction and know what to work for. However, your path to reaching your goal is far more important. And I know that's such a cliche to say like, the, it's more about the journey than the destination, but it is. Because here's the thing, if you fully enjoy your, des- your journey, your destination is inevitable. If you fully embrace the process, your achievement is inevitable. And I firmly believe that. And so for the last two years, I have dedicated myself to just enjoying the process, just enjoying the life that I have, understanding that I'm worthy and capable despite the failures and despite the success. It doesn't freaking matter. Because I'm here on this earth, I am enough. And that is something that I feel like we can all use a little bit more of in the inside is understanding and seeing our worth for who we are and understanding that we are more than our body, more than our achievement, more than our goal, more than our bank account. We are so much more. And when we accept that, it's so much easier to live and it's so much easier to give. Oh. I feel like I just totally like let it all out for that part of my journey. And like, I have obviously, I mean, not obviously, but there are definitely other times in my life when I struggled mentally, when I was losing gymnastics, when I was losing my leg, when I was going through cancer, those were times that I was struggling mentally, but those are like dark times that you would expect. And the thing is, is this journey through the Paralympics, you wouldn't expect to be in darkness. You wouldn't expect to be in pain. You wouldn't expect to be in a place of helplessness in disempowerment. But I was. And that is why I am coming forward and sharing this with you guys, because you're not alone. You're not crazy. You're not you're not less than for feeling this way. And you're not more than to where you can't feel this way. I battled with that before seeking help. I was like, well, all of these things in my life are going great. So why do I need to seek help? Like, I don't I'm not worse off or I'm not in a bad enough position to need therapy, to need help. But the truth is, is every nobody looks the same. Nobody's mental health looks the same. And if you're feeling pain, if you're feeling anxiety, your depression, and you're feeling, you know, 
childhood traumas and, and healing that needs to happen, no two people look the same. And so I guess that's why I really wanted to share this because you're not alone and you deserve healing. You deserve to take time for yourself to work on your pain, to work on the process, to get to a better place. And so I just wanted to thank you for holding space. And I really want to hear from you in how this episode, I don't know, made you feel, made you think, reflect. I don't know. Okay. So thank you guys. If you enjoyed this, please leave comments, leave a review, drop some stars. Um, I really want to see this podcast grow. I'm very excited to have guests on coming soon. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. I love you and goodbye.